Hello, hello everyone. Welcome back to my podcast, Divorce and Other Stuff. Um, I just want you to know right now that I am currently recording on an iPad in my car waiting for my kid to get out of speech therapy. So whatever this sounds like, I apologize in advance because I don't have my regular mic. But yeah, um, my name is Janique and thank you for downloading and listening wherever you are. I appreciate you listening. So um, I was going to read a story today from two people who wish to submit their you know, divorce stories, but they weren't done compiling um, the story yet. And I, I wanted them to write it because... I didn't know what they were willing to share, so I left it up to them to say, you know, you just, whatever you're willing to divulge, you get to control that, and I wanted to kind of respect that. So, um, hopefully they'll be done this week, and they'll send me the stories, and then we can talk about it for the next two podcasts, but um, if you saw, the topic for today is the one that broke me. So this podcast today is about the relationship that completely changed who I was and how I looked at relationships. Um, I feel like everyone has had a relationship where it completely changed them in one way, shape or form. It's that one defining relationship that made you sort of look at yourself and think, okay, I'm completely, I have to change something, I have to learn something, or maybe you learned lessons, maybe you look at relationships like me differently now, Um, you know, maybe it changed you for the worse, who knows, but I feel like we've all had a relationship where um, it changed you as a person. So, as a heads up, this is going to be some real Jerry Springer shit. Okay, so <laughs> I am not proud of this one, but it's going to be some real Jerry Springer shit. Um, I don't know what you can learn from this story or what resonates with you, other than this may be just pure entertainment for you. But um, here we go. So I wrote it all down. Again, I'm reading so that I can keep on track with the story and not go off on tangents, but I feel like I may go off on a tangent or two. Anyways, we're, <laughs> we're going to start. So, my older sister and I were always close. She was five years old. She was. She is. She's not dead. She's five years older than me. And always lived a very, in in my eyes, really cool life. She smoked. She went to clubs. She had all these friends. She was, in my mind, the cool chick that everyone wanted to be friends with or simply wanted to be. She was beautiful. She was, you know, she was like this real cool, in my eyes at the time I was younger, just really cool. You know, you idolize your older sibling. You're like, man, I wish, I wish I was that cool. When she was 16 or 17, I can't remember that the ages are so, because it was so long ago. She started dating a 21 year old named Max. Now I'm changing the names in this entire story so that no one can say I call their name or whatever, whatever. changing all the names just to be clear max drove a really cool sports car and i feel like that's kind of what attracted her to max you know he lived in a cool house with his mom and stepdad in an upper middle class neighborhood in jamaica one day my sister asked if i could spend the weekend and they agreed i was 11. i remember she came to pick me up and whispered if he asks tell him i'm 19 cool the cool sister wants me to lie for her absolutely no problem i'm 11 she's cooler than me i'm doing it she's my sister i'm not you know what i mean again 11 i am 11 here he never asked me but it was more like if he asks just tell him and he never asked so i go over there i spend the night and i feel out of sorts because it's not a place that i'm used to Um, but yeah, I eventually go to bed and I remember him coming into the room when I was 11. I'm I'm stressing 11 at this point because this is going to be very important later. And then he came into the room and caressed my hair and my face. And then he left the room. 
I didn't think anything of it because I was 11. And I don't know how many times I'm going to say 11, but I'm stressing these ages because it's very important at the end. I don't know what that meant because I was so young. But, I mean, nothing happened after that. He left the room and then I just went home. I never heard anything about him after that. Sometime later, I heard that she got pregnant and he threw her out. And it was long ago, but I know that she probably had his baby. I think around, she was like 18 or 19. Again, dates are all fuzzy for me. Um, But after she had the child, he denied it. He said that the child was not his, even though the child is the splitting image of him. And I'm saying the child again to protect people because that's still a child and even though the child's grown up now uh, again I don't I don't think that I should disclose that so uh, she kind of bounced around boyfriend to boyfriend after that one time there was a girlfriend I know that I she had brought me out to someone's an older woman's house and we had swam in her pool and then they took us home I, I don't remember what that was about but I know that there were women as well, which I'm not judging her. I'm just saying she just kind of bounced around a little bit. And then sometime after that, she had met a much older man who he had owned some businesses in another side of Jamaica. I'm not going to say the city yet again. And he was a really nice guy. And he loved her and her child a lot because he, he loved that child. I remember him always carrying him around you know when he was little so I know he loved that child still loves that child anyways but they you know decided to get married and I was around 14 at this time and I was going to be a bridesmaid and she decided that she wanted her bachelorette party at a strip club so she and her friends decided to bring her 14 year old little sister to a strip club where she knew the owner and talked him into letting me in. Anyway, I'm there. I'm watching Naked Woman um, on stage. A dwarf comes out. The dwarf has sex with one of the strippers in front of everybody. She's handing me drinks, right? She's handing me alcohol. And I'm just thinking... I'm 14. I'm hanging out with the cool crowd. I'm with her cool friends. I'm with my cool sister. I'm in a strip club. No one's cooler than me. As an adult now, I realize, not even now, I mean much, much later when I finally kind of looked at it for what it was, I was like, that was wrong. <laughs> that was You don't take your 14-year-old sister to a strip club. Anyways, they got married. It was a beautiful wedding. And... There was a part of me that wished that I kind of had warned Patrick about who she was. And clearly, she she's my sister, and I'm 14. I'm not saying anything. But again, hindsight is 20-20, and I wish I had warned him. It is what it is. So they get married, and my mother thinks that she has changed. Because she used to be kind of wild. And she thought that being married to this older woman, older man, older man had made my sister more settled. So she asked if I could spend the weekend with her. And she thought, well, he's going to be there. He's more of, you know, he's got kids. He's got dad, dad rules, I would say. So she's like, yeah, of course she can go down there. There's no problem. My mother did not know that he had gotten a different job and he was kind of working out of the city a lot so he wasn't there a lot she didn't know that so I'm staying there for a weekend and his nephew is also there his nephew is probably like 21 22 at the time uh very handsome guy very tall you know very cool guy um I had the biggest crush on him but nothing ever came of that, clearly, because I'm 14, he's 22, whatever. So, out of nowhere, she texts me, well, not texts me. She comes to me and says, hey, Max is coming over with his girlfriend. And I remember thinking how weird that was, because I was like, why is Max coming over here? You're married to Patrick, why do you still talk to Max? But, again, Max is the father of her child, so I thought kind of that's what it was going to be about. 
So Max gets there in his brand new fancy sports car and he has a different girl with him. She's his girlfriend. And they both come to me and tell me that Max wants to break up with his girlfriend, but they don't, but he doesn't know how to do it. So they've schemed this little plan to have to try and get her a little tipsy and then put a camera in the room that Patrick was staying Patrick's nephew sorry not Patrick Patrick's nephew was staying in and they were going to get her tipsy and have Patrick's handsome nephew try to sleep with her right try to have sex with her on camera by hiding this camera on a chair underneath some blankets I remember thinking I don't know why they're doing this but I'm 14 I'm not saying anything they're older than me and I'm 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 going along with it I I, I don't say that proudly I, I went along with that because I thought well that's what they were doing she's my sister and that's what he wants to do I thought it was fine I didn't realize how fucked up that was. But anyways, Max gives her some drinks. And then I don't know how she ends up in Patrick's nephew's room, but she does. And I'm going to give that girl credit. She was tipsy, but she never slept with him. He tried, like, he tried to, like, he wasn't, like, forcing her, but he was coaxing her by talking to her, like, come on over here. And she was like, no, no, I don't want that. No. So good on that girl for doing that. But while that was all happening, we were, me, and I'm going to call my sister Rita. That's the name that I gave her for this, her fake name. Me, Rita, Max, by the pool. She's handing me drinks, right? She's handing me Jamaican rum. I'm thinking I'm cool. I'm hanging out with two older people. You know, that's, it's fun. It's fun because I'm like, I'm cool. I'm with the cool kids, you know? They're smoking. I'm not smoking, but I'm drinking with them. And I'm like, I'm hanging out with an older crowd. And then she suggests playing spin the bottle. And I'm kind of tipsy because I don't, I, my alcohol um, tolerance is very low. I'm 14. And he goes, yeah. And I go, okay. And um, just to be clear, me and my sister didn't kiss. Got a big girl. She kissed me on the cheek. But she would, when it, when I would spin and it would land on him, she would be like, go on, kiss him, go on, go on, kiss him. At this point, again, I'm pointing out ages because it's very important for this story. I was 14. Max is 10 years older than me. He's 24. She's 19. So this is how it went. And then Max and I kissed a couple times. And I remember feeling like very confused because that was my first kiss and I was just like I had my first kiss when I was when I was you know drinking also I'm pretty cool because my first kiss was when a 24 year old who drove a sports car look at me go again I'm young I'm stupid I'm not I I don't have the mental capacity to see what's going on here anyways the night ends that girl did not sleep with Patrick's nephew Um, they both come to me, a 14 year old Max and the girlfriend to try and talk to me. I don't know why, but I remember saying to them, listen, I just don't think you guys should be together. If you can't work it out, then just part ways. And then I just walked away, but I was still kind of drunk and I leave for, to go home. And I tell my mom nothing about this. Cause I'm just like, I hung out with cool kids. Um, I'm one of the cool kids, you know, whatever. So I go home. She takes me home. And I start getting texts from Max on my cell phone. And he's like, oh, your sister gave me your number. So here we go. We're texting. I'm thinking I'm cool. It like there are some like suggestive things that he sent to me. And then it kind of died down a little bit. Like I I didn't hear from him for a while. And when I turned 15, I met someone. I think I had gone over to my best friend's house at the time. And he was in a neighborhood. He was, again, 10 years older than me. And, um, yeah, he we started dating. I don't even... I don't know if you can say as 
a 25 year old dating a 15 year old if it's considered dating or grooming but uh one of those things happened so i tell my sister hey i have a boyfriend he i think he's cool he comes to see me at school blah 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 and she's like okay well i want to meet him do you want to come down for the weekend you know because we got a new house here patrick has a new job he's traveling a lot now do you want to come spend the weekend you and your boyfriend and i go yeah yeah sure let's i I would love that i get to spend a whole weekend with my boyfriend where i don't have to hide yes absolutely so she picks me up my mom thinks patrick is always at the house she does not know he has a new job and he's not in the house as much and she picks me up and then we go and we get my new boyfriend i'm gonna call him Alex I think so me Rita my sister just to remind you Alex go down to this new house it's a new house on a hill it's really lovely she has a helper which is nice and we go down there and we're relaxing they're smoking weed I try she lets me try a little weed I'm getting a little high you know, she lets me drink, blah, blah, blah. I get I get free reign to be cool down there. And out of nowhere, she says to me, hey, your mom just called me about your journal. So I start freaking out, right? Because I had told her that I had a journal under my pillow and I was worried that my mom would find it because Alex and I had had sex. He was my first and I wrote about it. And I was like freaking out that my mom found it and read it. And she's like, your mom's pissed. Your mom's pissed. She's like, when you get home, you're going to, you know, things are going to happen. So I get scared, right? I don't want to go home and face my mom. I don't. She is constantly on the phone talking to my mother. And I don't get to talk to my mom. This is important, right? So I end up staying there for me and Alex for about two weeks because I'm out of school for two weeks. I'm, I'm left behind and I'm scared. I'm scared to go home because I was like, oh man, shit, my mom's going to beat the shit out of me when she find, you know, because she found out about me and Alex. And during those two weeks, there was different men coming at the house to her. We were all smoking, drinking. We would go and see Patrick every now and then at his new job. And she would kind of like ask him for money and he would give it to her. You know what I mean? Because I think he thought that she was doing house stuff. She once took me to this man's house, right? We left Alex at home and it was just me and her. And she said, you know, she came. She was pregnant, by the way. I forgot to mention this. She was pregnant. She was about four or five months pregnant. She was big enough to show. Um, and she said, look at him. And I was like, okay, what, what about him? And she said, he looks like me, doesn't he? And I said, yeah, he kind of does. And she goes, yeah, because that's the baby's father. And the reason I chose him is because he looks like me. And when the baby's born, no one can say that the baby doesn't look like me. Is it true? I don't know. Is Patrick the dad? I don't know. Is that man the dad? I don't know. All I know is that she took me to this man's house and said he looks like me. And that's why I slept with him. So that if I got pregnant or when I got pregnant, the baby would look like me when, you know, when it was born. Um, did not know what to do with that information. Um, so I kept it to myself. Because again, my cool sister asked me to do that. So I did it. I'm trying not to rock the boat and I'm trying to go to bat for my sister because at the time, again, I idolized her. I thought she was so fucking cool. You know, eventually time is running out. My mom is calling like she needs to go back to school. She missed two weeks. Take her home right now. So we drop Alex off at his house and then she drops me off at home and my mom and I have a conversation and she's angry, but she says to me, I don't know what she was like. Your sister called me out of nowhere to talk to me about this quote unquote journal. I had no idea this journal existed. Your sister called me and told me about that. 
And I kept saying, I want to talk to you. I want to talk to you. I want to talk to you. But she refused to let me talk to you. I don't know why that is. I don't know why she was doing that. But I can tell you, I did not know about that journal. She called me and approached me with that. And that's when I went in there and I read it. I had no idea that this journal existed and I wasn't going to look. So that right there is how she stirs up things, right? That she stirred that up. I, she, cause she wanted me to stay there in the end. I'm going to, I'm going to tell you my theory about these things, but anyways, so I, I don't know what to do with this information, right? I go back to school. I start, I try catching back up. And then like one day Alex calls me and he's just like, Hey, I'm like, Hey, I'm at Rita's house all the way across the Island. And I'm like, why are you there with, without me? I, I'm your girlfriend. Why are you there without me? And he said, Oh, she called, came to pick me up. And then we just, we just hung out and chilled and smoked weed together. And I remember thinking, why? You know, why would she do that? And then he was like, this funny thing happened. Um, We fell asleep in the same bed. And the maid came in and said, why are you in bed with Mrs. Blankety Blank? You shouldn't be in bed with her. He was laughing. He thought it was funny. And in that moment, I was just like, um... Absolutely not. (laughs) Both of you can fuck right off. I'm not. No, she tried calling me. I didn't answer the calls from her because I thought, why would you go behind my back to pick him up? Like, what the fuck is that about? He started telling like he was just like, well, I'm going to tell everyone that you did this. And I'm going to tell everyone that, you know, this happened sexually and people are going to. And I was like, tell him, I don't care. Tell him (laughs) I don't care. We're breaking up. We're done. Bye. And that was the end of that. So move on. I'm 16. I'm trying to catch up. And then Max starts rolling around again. We're talking. We're talking. He, you know, is is slowly grooming me, flirting with me, whatever, whatever. Again, I'm 16 at this point. And we meet up. We go to his house. We have sex. Um, and then he drops me off. Okay. My cousin at the time had a car. So that's kind of how we got around. She turned 16 and she had her car. So we were just kind of moving around and that's kind of how he was able to meet up with me. Um, I'm not really proud of that, but again, I'm stupid. I'm not, I'm not going to pretend that I was very smart when I was 16. I was dumb and I thought he really liked me. And I was in no way, shape, or form thinking that about the child or my sister. I was being selfish and stupid when I was 16. I later found out that he didn't really want to date me. Apparently, I just stuck around. And that's kind of why he ended up dating me. Um, We started dating. And he proposed to me when I was 16. Like, proposed for marriage. And I said yes, because I was like, oh my God, I have a fancy gold ring and we're getting, I'm going to get married and blah, blah, blah. And I was, I would show off the ring to all of my friends and everyone was like, wow, it's a real ring. It's like, wow, you're getting married and your boyfriend drives a sports car. He's always driven sports cars. It's this thing. And you're, you know, you're getting married and blah, blah, blah. And I thought I was hot shit. Okay. You couldn't tell me jack shit. I was engaged to be married. I have a fancy gold ring. My fiance drove a sports car. Okay. You couldn't tell me jack shit. Okay. So (laughs) after he proposed, I ended up visiting my dad in Atlanta. My dad lived in Atlanta at the time. And I went for a summer and I met a boy there. I got caught up and I cheated on him. And yeah, I'm going to admit it was me first. And, but I was just like, oh my gosh, this boy is so sweet. Uh, no. Learn my lesson. I know I'm going <laughs> to, I'm going to stop right here. And I was like, I know it seems like my body count is high, but it really isn't. I'm 32 and I want to be clear that I'm still in the single digits. <laughs> this was just a very stupid time in my life. 
So I don't, I'm not proud to say that those things happen. I'm just going to say that I was stupid and I've learned since then. Okay. But I came back and I told him and we had a couple of arguments, but we, you know, he ended up forgiving me. And when I was 17, um, I graduated high school and I moved in with him against my mother's advice. I was interested in media at the time. I'm still interested in media. I love creating stuff like this. But um, I started to attend a technical college and I received two certificates in um, video production and video editing. And when I was 18, because those two took six months respectively, when I was 18, I got my, you know, certified and I was top of my class in editing. And I got a call from an, an employer who said, you know, I called the school. They said that you were top of your class this year for editing. Would you like to come and interview for a junior editor's job? And I did. And I got the job. So I had my dream job when I was 18. Um, I worked there for about a year, but it was a very small company and they went under very quickly. At the end of it, I ended up working from home. And it was just, we were just not making enough money to sustain the company. Um, he At the end, he barely paid me my full salary. So, but I worked on a couple of music videos for local artists. I worked in a couple of commercials. Um, I learned some um, special effects stuff. That was fun. Uh, I learned a lot of stuff working there. But yeah, the company had to shut down because they just, they just couldn't sustain itself. It just, there was not enough work that was coming in to sustain us anymore. So we had to shut down. One day while working from home, Max came home for lunch and he had brown lipstick on his shirt. It's brown, it's glittery. He explained it away as he hugged a colleague and her lipstick got on his shirt and you know, blah, blah, blah. And I am around this time 19 stupid very stupid I believed him and then we oh my god I completely forgot about something I just remembered let's let's go back to when I was 16 17 yeah so after I came back from Atlanta and said that you know I cheated I completely forgot that I had a really close friend in high school at the time I'm sorry for going back this just came back to me. This is not even in my notes. I remember being at school and I was vice president of a club and I had stopped talking to her over something silly. Like, I think she was mad at me because I told her I didn't know what I wanted to do for her birthday. And so she stopped talking to me over that. So she was the one that stopped talking to me. And I was 17, vice president of this club, and we were talking we weren't talking god i'm so confused because this is a tangent that i'm going off of we were best friends and we were having a huge event that we always had every year for our club and in the middle of practicing for that event people had noticed that we weren't talking to each other and we were being very kind of you know teenage girls upset with each other and like there was a crowd of people around and they're like why aren't you why aren't you two talking what's going on like you two used to be best friends like thick as thieves why aren't you two talking so I kind of said why and I was like I think it's stupid and then she blurted out that she had met up with Max one day and Max paid her money and he slept with her and I remember crying in front of all of those people and I was so fucking embarrassed Max slept with her a very close friend of mine even though we weren't talking at the time she was still very close she blurted it out in front of all those people and I was torn the fuck up because I remember calling him and being like why her you know I know I fucked up I do but why her why a close friend of mine and throughout the years of us being together, he would attempt to sleep with more of my friends. But, you know, whatever. I'm sorry that I went off on that tangent, but I completely forgot when I was when I was talk, thinking about the brown lipstick. I remember, damn, he slept with my close friend. I remember that. 
what a weird fucking tangent anyways let's go back to brown lipstick he explained that away i completely forgive it right we go to miami together we visit his friends and he rents a car and we drive up to atlanta to meet my dad and he and my dad talk it seems mutual it seems okay not mutual it seems fine it seems okay dad's not too angry because he was angry with me when he found out about it and he was just like why can't you find your own man this is you know it's your fault do better but they met and they were okay and i was i was like fine you know i was kind of happy that my dad at least tried for me because i don't think he was happy about it but he just for me he tried we go home i'm kind of wishy-washy i don't know what to do with my life we're arguing all the time at this point right i think the cheating is what did it the most the back and forth cheating because i cheated first and he cheated and then it was like whatever we did triggered that and we were having really bad arguments because i remember arguing throwing things he was throwing things back at me the police were called you know we had to go talk to the police um i remember him like being like you need to leave out of my house right now and me being like no i'm not leaving i'm not leaving i'm not going anywhere blah 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 my mom was at that house constantly she would be like hey please enough please come home and i would be like no no i'm not going i'm staying here because i want to fight i want to fight for this blah 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 there was one point and i'm embarrassed to admit this but i have to admit it because I think it was a huge point in my life that I need to say out loud. I was on my knees begging him to stay with me. And he hawked spit and spat in my face. And my my mom came. She said, why would you spit in her face like that? That's Why would you do that? And he said to her, I just didn't want to hit her. And my mom was like, honestly, you should have just hit her because I feel like spitting in someone's face is even worse than slapping them because you wouldn't even spit on a damn dog but you spit in her face and I still stayed (laughs) after that I got so desperate to keep him because he was going out and coming home at at like seven o'clock in the morning sun rising that's when he would just be coming home I got so desperate to keep him that I lied and I said I had a miscarriage and he was like you never had a miscarriage and I was like no I did I did and I need your support that was a straight up lie I had gotten so fucking desperate that I lied about that shit straight up lied about it after that it was like he would he would come home and I wouldn't leave he would come home and he would stand and he would stare at me in bed with this hatred in his eyes and i still didn't take the fucking hint i can tell you right now as an adult after i left that one thing that i promised myself is that i would if a man asked me to leave that it would not take more than one time that's a lesson that i learned from that it would not take more than one time 19 i finally decide to leave right i finally decide to leave and I'm, with, I'm, I'm, I'm crying at my house and my friend calls me and like, come out, come out with me, my boyfriend and his best friend. And she came and got me and I was somber and it was, it was, it was okay. You know, we, it was like double dates because she wanted to set me up with a best friend. And we went back to his place and what he was like egging me on to sleep with him. And I, I don't know why I was not turned off by that but I was like no you know I will sleep beside you in bed but I won't sleep with you and that's what happened and he woke up that morning and he was like I've never had anyone a woman sleep in my bed and me not sleep with them you know that you're the first and I was like yeah because I didn't want to sleep with you I mean we 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 can sleep beside each other but I didn't want to sleep with you I don't know you so from then on it was like constant texting, staying up late. This was when we had free nights. If you're if you're an OG Jamaican or G Caribbean, you know that Digicel had free nights. So we would stay up late all night talking. And then eventually we started dating. And now we only dated for three months because I found out 
that he had a fresh newborn. I thought he only had one kid because I was okay with just, you know, I'm like the kids before me. I'm not going to say anything because that kid was probably like three or four. But about a month or two in our relationship, he finally admitted that he had a newborn. And that kind of took me back. But he was like, you know, she was born. Um, was it a he? It was a boy. He was born a month before we got together. And I was like, mm, okay. And I was like, so what is the situation between you and the mom? And he's like, you know, we just never worked out. She's a mother of my kids, but we just didn't work out. And, the, you know, things just happened while she was pregnant. And now I just, she lives in the country. I, I give her money and I come and get the kids every now and then. And I go down there and spend time with them. And I thought that was fine. Come to find out, right? And here's how I found out. One day he just said no for me going over his house. And I was like, why? I always went over there. You know, we always went over there and chill and stuff like, why can't I go over there? He was like, no, I think, you know, my mom right now, or it's another excuse. I came to find out, y'all, that it was not just me and mom broke up. He and mom were straight up together still. And she was preparing to move into his house with the kids because he had his own place. As soon as I found, we were only, again, we were only getting three months. And as soon as I found that out, I called him and I was like, done, done up to this day. I'm, I'm, I'm done. I'm done with you. I don't want to deal with it anymore. My friend who set us up, she was like, yeah, I saw him the other day and he looked mad. And I was like, well, you know what? Maybe you shouldn't have lied. Maybe you shouldn't have tried and date me when you know you have like a newborn with a woman that you're still with because this baby was before me, you know, and things happen. People can be okay. And then pregnancy changes things. So I was done with that because in the meantime, while this was going on, Max kept texting me and was like, we should get back together. We should get back together. And I was like, nah, we're not going to get back together. So when this happened, I called Max and I was like, let's get back together. Screw it. You know? I never took space in between any of these relationships to kind of be on my own. I was 19 and and I was, I don't know why I was scared to be alone, but I, I, hindsight, I should have. Anyways, so when we got back together, I decided that I want to go back to a traditional college. And in order to do that, I needed, um, some pre-college credits and I didn't have them. So Max paid for me to go back to school privately and I was able to get those and I applied for college and I got in and he helped me with my student loans. My mom paid my first semester. Um, and then the second semester I had to get student loans because things had changed. So yeah, that happened. And, and, and I was 20 when I got in. I was trying to get a part-time job so that I could slowly try to get a little bit of independence and get my shit together. And courtesy of my cousin, I got a part-time job. It didn't play well. It was only two days a week, but it was mine and I felt proud of it. So I'm working part-time. I'm going to school part, um, part-time. And Max and I, or it's just not, you know, it's, it's okay. It's okay. It's not great. I'm not fully living at his house, thank God, but I'm coming and going. And one day I'm having, it's in the evening, I'm having wine and, you know, he, we start having sex and while we're having sex, he stops. I just want to make sure to tell you that he stops in the middle and says, can I in, um, trying to figure out a less vulgar way to say it but he says can I ejaculate inside you and I said no no you can't because as much as I'm drinking I remember going absolutely not don't do that and he did he did it anyway and I got really upset about that so the next morning I said to him you need to go and get me a plan b right fucking now And I'm going to take that shit because I told you to not do that and you did it anyway, right? So he goes, he gets me to plan B and I take it. 
I'm thinking I'm good, right? I'm, 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 I'm great. I, I'm not pregnant. I took this plan B. Thank God. Less than, it was less than 12 hours later. So I, I, was thought, I thought I was in the clear, right? I was not in the clear. I'm in school. I'm feeling like crap, right? I'm at work. I'm feeling like crap. I call him and I was like, I need to go to the doctor. I, I don't feel well. I don't know what's going on with me. So we go to a doctor and she's like, you should take a pregnancy test. And we take it and it comes back and she's like, well, you're pregnant. Instantly, he starts hugging on me and I push him off because I was just like, bro, this is this is kind of your fault because you it's not like you couldn't control yourself. You stopped in the middle and asked me if I if it was okay to do that. And I said, no. You did it anyway. So I was upset the whole time because all I could think about is I just got into college. I just got a part-time job. I'm finally at a place where I'm starting to feel a little bit of pride in myself because I wasn't before. Because even after vocational school and, and losing my job in the you know as a junior editor, I was just kind of listlessly going around for a while and I didn't know what I wanted to do. I was just kind of there. So I finally got to a place where I felt okay about myself and this happens so I you know we leave and I turn to him in the car and he was just like what do you want to do and I say immediately I want to I want to go get rid of this because it's not it was not what I wanted he agrees right we I find a doctor and when we go to the doctor she's just like it's it's so early that I don't even think I need to do anything surgical. I'm going to give you a pill today that will terminate. And tomorrow, I'll give you another one. 24 hours later, same time, I'll give you another one that will that will kind of flush you out. And I remember him being quiet and not saying anything. But I did that, and he was there when I was... Because the second one was really rough. You know, I got chills... I got pain because you're cramping. Your body's getting rid of it like like a period. And I'm in a lot of pain and, I'm, and I have chills and I have a fever and I'm just like, I'm going, I feel awful. And he was there, but he wasn't, he wasn't too talkative. He just kind of laid beside me a little bit. And I remember him running his hands through my hair. I'm so happy that I made that decision because later I came to find out that he did it on purpose, right? He knew that he was going to do something and he knew that getting me pregnant was the only way to keep me in his orbit whenever he wanted. I'll tell you how I found that out later. After that, it was like our relationship was like wishy-washy. I would come over, we'd chill, we'd probably go out for a little bit, but it wasn't like it was before you know there was no real connect we were just kind of existing in each other's orbits he would come get me when he felt like it you know I would I would hold on thinking oh this is who I want to be with we're so in love um blah 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 no it it was wishy-washy at best around late 2011 when I was 21 he said you know I want to try and be in my kid's life And this is a kid that he and my sister, Rita, shared. And I said, okay. And he would go over there every now and then. You know, he said I would go over there, spend time with the kid. And he would come back and he's like, yeah, he's great. That was fun. And I don't know why. Something told me that it was more than that. Right? It was more than him just going over to visit the kid. So I started to get upset. He's like, why are you getting upset? And I was like, because I feel like there's more going on. He's like, I promise. I promise there's nothing going on. I promise. Um, yeah, something was going on because March 12th, he called me, said he wanted to come over to my house and talk to me. Um, he sat me down. He tried to have sex with me, but he couldn't. I don't know why he could not have sex with me. And it was probably because he was going to break up with me because after that, he was like, uh, I don't want to be with you anymore. I think we should end this. And that was the end of that. And and that that broke me. <laughs> that fucked with my mind. Believe me. Because there was such... There was so much that I had gone through with him. 
and there was a lot of emotional manipulation and lying because during our breakup he had break he had dated a couple people when i was 19 i'm just going off on tangents again i have a list but i'm not sticking to it but during that breakup he had dated a couple people and after we got back together he was still seeing them but he would deny it and it would fuck with my brain so hard it would fuck with my fucking brain so hard because he knew he was still and there was pictures online of him you know being cozy with them and he's just like that's just my friend it would fuck with my mind so when we broke up that broke me completely because i was convinced that this was it this is what i wanted to be with for the rest of my life not knowing that this toxicity is not something that anyone should want man or woman but when we broke up um i called him three times right three times he would answer anyway because i had i would call him multiple times because of three things one when we traveled i left my suitcases there and i wanted my suitcases back so he finally got it back to me so that was call number one. Second call right my period was super late i didn't realize that it was just stress from the breakup but i kept calling him kept calling him until finally he answered i was like my period's late and i don't know what to do so he brought me a test he was he seemed annoyed that he was there he handed it to me and i said it was negative and he left the third time is I was renewing my student loans for that year because you have to renew it every year. And the last time I renewed it was 2011 and he was a guarantor. He had signed for me. So I kept calling him to ask if he would do it again. I don't know why I didn't just take the hint and not even ask him because we'd broken up. Of course, he wouldn't do it for me. But he finally was just like, no, I'm not doing it for you. And I was like, OK, cool. Left it alone because school was about to be uh it was like march april school was about to be out and i wanted to honestly i think i was just looking for an excuse to call him not that i think about it but yeah sometime around april around close to my birthday i was getting messages like crazy on facebook congratulations on your wedding congratulations you look so beautiful and i was like what the hell are you guys talking about I never got married. So someone shared the photos with me. I think it was a cousin of mine who knew him. I shared the photos with me. And they were there was a big wedding between them. Him and Rita had gotten married, Max and Rita. Uh, their child was there. And they had a big reception. They had a big wedding at a church. Blah, blah, blah. And... That broke me and fucked with my brain so fucking hard, bro. You have no idea. Sorry, I said bro, but it's just it it broke me so much because I thought to myself, y'all were be- y'all were planning an entire wedding. Where the fuck was I? Why 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 didn't I know this? What's why didn't I listen to my intuition? Why didn't I listen to my mother? I'm like all these things are going through my mind. I'm crying every day, so I spend probably the next couple of months crying smoking weed so I could sleep and waking up to drink that semester ends and around June I called my dad and I said hey I I really want to come and visit this is 2012 at this point broke up with me March June I called my dad and I said I really really want to come visit I'm just not doing well please buy me a ticket. And he buys me a ticket to visit in New Orleans. So I'm excited, right? And the day after my dad sends me my itinerary in my email, these two call me while I'm at work. We're going to plant drugs on your luggage. We're going to go to your house. We're going to get in there. And we're going to put drugs in your luggage. You better watch your luggage when you get to the airport. So I'm just like, how the fuck did y'all even find out about that? Did dad tell you? No, we hacked into your email. Because he had a computer at his house and I would check my email frequently on that. I didn't remember that I had left it signed in there. So he said he hacked into my email and he saw my itinerary that I was traveling. And they both barrage of calls at work all day. I'm crying my eyes out because I don't know what to do. They're like, be careful walking on the street. We're going to send someone for you. 
we're going to plant drugs on your luggage. You better hope that you don't get fucking arrested by by um, security at the airport. They're doing this back and forth. I don't know what to do, right? I text my friend who's a lawyer and I said, what do I do? I don't know what to do. He said, the first thing you're going to do is you're going to go down and you're going to make a police report. After work, I did that, right? My mom came to get me because she was worried for me. We both got into the to the police station. We make a police report. We, 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 we get a receipt of it, right? When I get, I, I'm scared shitless because these people know where I live and they're, they're fucking badgering me. And I remember saying to both of them, like, you guys got married, right? I'm not in the picture anymore. I've, I've backed away. I stopped with the calling because he was telling her, according to her later on, that I was calling, asking to get back together when I wasn't. Was I calling him a lot because I had dumb reasons and I was just hoping to hope that it would it would stir something in him? Yeah, I was. But I never said the words, can we get back together? I didn't, to be fair. I never said let's get back together. I just was looking for an excuse to call him and to hear his voice. Plain and simple. I knew that I had lost out right but I never said can we get back together it was just I want my luggage he got it back to me I think I'm pregnant I was not are you going to be a guarantor no and after that I stopped calling immediately but he had told her that I was calling to get back with him I never said those words but apparently she said that's why she did it which whatever so I get to the airport And I have to tell the ticket agent, I need you to do a security check on my luggage because I don't know if someone has planted anything on my luggage. Now, no one, my luggage has not been out of my sight, but I was so fucking paranoid that I made them do that. So they do a security check. uh, They find nothing. Right. So she's like, if something happens, God forbid, and we are clear here and they find something in the yes, they know for a fact that you have not touched your luggage. So it was not you. So I was like, cool, good. I go to New Orleans. I have an okay time. Um, Dad was a jerk there, but whatever. And I come back and I'm feeling a tad bit refreshed for a time. But I spend most of that time having shallow dates, which were awful. You know, like I would meet up and then he would start talking and I'd be like, oh, God, I can't stand him. I don't like him. There was one date that I went on with like a model and he thought he was hot shit and that's all he talked about. I'm hot shit and I remember thinking, dude, shut up. Jesus Christ. Would you like to know about me? There's also stuff about me that I am willing to share. It was a disaster, right? Pure disaster. And I spent probably... Uh, let's see, March to March. Yeah, I spent probably a year drinking, smoking, trying to eat something. Because I barely ate during that time. And I spent most of my time either high or drunk. Not when I had work. And um, it turns out that I, I had one more semester left of school. And I was so depressed that I just never went I had one more semester to get my bachelor's degree and I was just so broken on the inside. My mental state wasn't good that I just dropped out. I completely dropped out of there and I just, I never went back, which I feel I'm really disappointed in myself. But at the time my mind was not great. And I, I, I I was, you know, cause he had broken up with me at the end of my previous semester and I would be in class just crying. I still hadn't gotten over that, you know, the, I, I, I just wasn't in a good mental space. So I ended up dropping out. I am now 22, dropped out of school. I'm still working my part-time job and I'm just moseying along, <laughs> moseying along, smoking, drinking, being depressed. My friends tried to take me out. I cut all my hair off. And I still did not feel great. And then it was like one day I woke up in 2013 and I just stopped crying. And that was a day that I said to myself, 
that I want to change. I don't want to be weak and small anymore. I would not allow anyone to make me feel small anymore. I would fight for myself. Which probably why I was so damn combative in my really in my marriage. But I had I had I had made a promise, like promises to myself, right? One, it was my fault for being in a relationship with Max. I should have never had been in a relationship with my sister's baby daddy. Like what the hell? I was wrong for that. I blamed myself for that. I took on all the blame for that. Two. I wouldn't cheat on anyone ever again. Even though I was 16, I would not cheat on anyone ever again. I did not like the way it changed my relationship. I didn't like the way I thought it made Max feel. I didn't like the way it made me feel because I felt tremendous guilt. And I promised myself that day that if I was in a relationship and I was with someone that if it ended, it wouldn't be because of me cheating. That I would get to walk out of any relationship after that, after Max, and say, I never cheated and I did my best. So I made a promise that day, that day that I would never ever cheat again. And the very last promise I made was not to lie. Because a lie is a lie that builds on lies and those lies amount to rocky foundations, right? And I guess that was the last one, but this one, lastly, is to be with someone because you want them and not because you need them. And the same vice versa, right? We should want each other and not need each other. I drew a line in the sand for myself that day and I said, these, this is the way you're going to live now. You're not going to do that anymore. You're going to try your best to be a person of integrity and to learn from all your mistakes. So, you know, I met my husband in late 2013. I got, you know, again, empty dating. Nothing came of anything. We would talk. It was blah, blah, blah. And I met my husband um, online in late 2013. And, you know, came over here, got married. And before my husband and I got married, Rita messaged me. And she was like, can we talk? And I thought, well, the whole thing with Max and me, that was my fault. And I at least owed her an apology and a conversation. So we ended up talking and I apologized for Max. And I said, that one was on me. That was on me. You know, the I'm sorry. And our family being on me, they're right for doing that. That was all me. I apologize. And she said she accepted it. And then she started complaining about Max, right? She and Max apparently had a very terrible marriage. It was good for about six months. And then he started to cheat. And then he started to, like, she said that one day she was working in a parking lot and he tried to run her over with his car. I don't know if that's true. She said she had cervical cancer and she was going to have a hysterectomy. I don't know if that's true. If you know anything about my sister is that she lies very much. And I was just like, ah, well, you know, I'm sorry to hear. But you, you really had to take what she said with a grain of salt. And I listened and I listened because she just wanted to, you know, vent. She also had taken on my, my elderly grandma at that point. She was living with her probably for like a week. She never kept her that long. So she was telling me about my elderly grandma as well, how she was doing. I listened and we talked and we talked about my husband and blah, blah, blah. And eventually she stopped talking to me. You know, I would try and message her and she wouldn't say anything to me. It turns out that she and Max were okay again. So I wouldn't hear from her. And then after that, she'd come back and say, Max and I are having issues again blah 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 complaining complaining and eventually I said to her if all you're going to do is talk to me when you and Max have problems and I don't hear from you when you and Max are good then it's best that you just keep your distance and just try and work it out with him I, I don't want anything to do with it I was in the middle of it for far too long all of that was my fault I should have never been in the middle of it I should have never dated him but I don't want to be in the middle of it anymore so I think that you should just try and work it out with Max 
And that was the end of that. The last I heard really of anything of hers is that the child that she had had with Patrick, that older man, they were staying at his house with her because they were married. And the child that she shared with Patrick and the child that she shared with Max, they were both at his house spending the night. And the last I heard is that she called our dad saying that Max had touched the child in their sleep. And I remember when I was 11 that he was standing over me, caressing my face and my hair. So again, I'm not accusing anyone of anything, but I remember patterns because he, again, tried to get with me when I was 14, was caressing my face when I was 11. I don't know what kind of person he is. I'm going to let you come to that conclusion. I can only say what happened to me. After that, I hadn't heard anything about any of them. I tried to keep to myself after that because I was like, I don't want anything to do with that. That's just drama on drama. Uh, I'm in a different place now. I don't want anything to do with it. So fast forward to my terrible marriage, how I acted, how I, how I went on, right? I went into therapy after the divorce and you guys know I went to therapy and Max and Rita were a big conversation that I had with my therapist because I wanted to let her know that I think that was the root of all my aggression because I, I don't because I made those promises so long ago to fight for myself that I just felt like fighting was a way and if I wasn't winning the fight then I was weak and I was small and then I told her like that whole thing it was my fault it was all me I shouldn't have done that it was me at my you know my family blamed me and they were right it was all me and it was my fault and I took that on myself and I sat there crying and I'm gonna I'm going to tell you what she said in a in, in paraphrase she sat there quiet for a while and she listened right and then she said to me, I want you to understand when I say this, you, this whole thing started when you were 11, you are 11 years old. That caress in your sleep, believe it or not, was the beginning. And although there were breaks in between, it was the beginning of your sister and that man, Max, grooming you, right? She said, a real sister would not have put you in those situations. She would not have handed you alcohol. She would not have encouraged you to kiss a grown man. She would not have brought you to a strip club. I want you to understand that 14, your mind is not mature enough to fully understand the manipulation that you went through. She's like, I am not blaming you and I don't think you should blame yourself. These people basically dug their nails into you when you were 14 and changed your brain structure and chemistry in a way that made you think this was all okay. She's like, you were 14. You were 15, 16 when you started dealing with this man. This man is 10 years older than you. The level of manipulation that went on is not your fault. And I want you to let it go. They preyed on you. They preyed on your youth. They took your youth. And I need you to understand that it was not your fault. Even when you were older, it was not your fault because you had become so accustomed to toxicity and be relationships being in that way that it was all you knew. And I need you to let that go. I need you to be okay with yourself and say, you know what? I was a child and it was not my fault. Yeah, so... Um, I had to pause in between that because my kid came out <laughs> and now I'm recording much, much later. But um, I think where I left off was that my therapist said that I was a kid and I should not take the blame for that. 
And I know I, I listened to the end of that and I sounded really, really kind of <laughs> passionate about it. But I just, I think the reason why I reacted like that is because there were so many years where I thought it was me. It's all me. I should have never, I should have never. It's all my fault. Some of my family members on that side of the family, because we share a dad, were like, it's all you. You should have never. And a lot of them did not talk to me for a long time. They still don't talk to me. And um, I don't care, because if you're going to blame me and not the grown-ups in this situation, then I don't think you need to be around me. And, and I'm okay with that. I am okay with that, because in that therapy session... I left and I went back and I sat down in my car and I just cried. I cried so hard because I had taken so much of it for so long and blamed myself when I didn't even have the capacity to make any kind of logical decision. Yeah, I knew right from wrong in some sense of of, of what right and wrong is, but I was... I was really young when that happened to me and my brain was not developed enough to deal with any of that and I I just it it, I'm so happy that I went to therapy and some and someone told me like I just want you to know it's not your fault and I need you to let it go I need you to forgive that teenage girl and just let go of all that blame. And to be fair, the only person that was ever in my corner really was my mom. And I want to shout out my mom because she really stood by me through a lot of things. And I will always go go hard for my mother because she always stood in my corner no matter what. So that's it. The story of the relationship that changed me forever. I can't even remember who I was. And I think I said this in the beginning. I don't remember the kind of person I was before him. I don't I don't remember if I was like sociable or you know, I, I don't I, I don't fully remember who I was. All I know is that now because of him I'm kind of recluse. I I prefer to mind my own business. <laughs> I stay in my lane, I eat my food, I shut up, and I say nothing. And I, I mind my own business. But if I could, I, I wish I could go back and kind of talk myself out of not getting involved with any of that. But I can't. And I just have to kind of take the lessons that I learned from all of that and try and apply it in a healthy way and integrate it into who I am today, which which I like to think that I'm an okay person. I don't know, you tell me. If you know me, you tell me. Am I an okay person? Anyway, (laughs) if you want to send me your story about anything, divorce, relationship advice, um, honestly, anything that you want to talk about, I'm here. I'm neutral ground. I will always try and find moral grounding in whatever it is that you bring to me. I am just here to support you. So, again, if you want to send me your story, I finally have a proper email that I made for my podcast. And it's divorceaos at gmail.com. That's D-I-V-O-R-C-E-A-O-S at gmail.com. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I finally made one. But I know this was a long one, and I'm sorry, but I hope that some of it, I don't know, resonated with you. You found entertainment. I don't know. Either way, I love you all, and I'll catch you on the flip side.